Hello and welcome to HR Coffee Time, the podcast that brews up insights and inspiration to help you have a successful and fulfilling HR or people career without working yourself into the ground. I'm your host, Faye Wallace, a career and executive coach with a background in HR, and I'm also the founder of Bright Sky Career Coaching. Before I get started today, I just wanted to say a quick but heartfelt thank you to Hannah, Jasmine and Ross, who have all shared posts about HR Coffee Time on LinkedIn over the past couple of weeks. Thank you so much for your support. It means the world to me and it makes a real difference in helping other people discover this show. And today we have a topic that hits close to home for many of us. Whether you've been happily employed for years or you're facing unexpected changes, at some point we all find ourselves needing a new job. Today's episode is all about navigating that transition when you haven't had to look for work in what feels like forever. And it's inspired by one of my friends who's looking for a new role at the moment after being out of the job market for a long time. She asked me what podcast episodes I'd recommend and I realised that even though this is something I've helped hundreds of coaching clients with over the years, I haven't covered it properly as a solo episode yet. So I really hope this episode is going to be helpful. Grab your favourite cup of coffee, find a cosy spot and let's dive in. If you're listening to this episode because you're looking for a new job right now, the chances are that you're feeling a mix of emotions. Maybe you're feeling a little bit of excitement at the idea of doing something new, but you also feel worried about whether you'll find the right role or how long the whole process is going to take. I know that self-doubt can easily start to creep in. This is something that seems to happen with any big change in our careers. But I'm here to reassure you that you are not alone. Take a deep breath. It's completely normal to feel this way and I'm here to help. I'm going to share my main pieces of advice for having a successful job search and I really hope they're going to help. My first piece of advice might feel like an obvious one, but it could also be something you're putting off. And that is to get your CV ready. It doesn't need to be perfect to start off with. You just want to begin capturing your skills, your experience and your achievements. I'm not going to lie, writing a CV isn't the most riveting activity in the world. It can take ages as you don't want to rush it. But something magical starts to happen as you put all of your achievements onto paper you start to feel a real boost in your confidence and that self-doubt can start to fade away because you realise how much work you've done over the years and how much you have to offer a new employer. But if your self-doubt has gone into overdrive and you're thinking, I haven't achieved anything, Faye, what's the point in doing this? I promise you have achieved way more than you think you've done. My biggest tips for being able to recognise and acknowledge your achievements are to firstly, think about what you're proudest about having done at work. Normally, that feeling of pride, that is linked with an achievement. And then secondly, ask your colleagues what they think, or if you've already left your job, ask your former colleagues what they think. 
they'll be able to remind you of things that you've completely forgotten about. It's weird how short-term our memories can be sometimes, and of course your achievements aren't just going to be things you've done recently, they're things that you will have been doing over the years. You'll have all different ones that you can put on your CV. If you feel like you don't know where to start with your CV, I have got a few other resources to help and I'll make sure I put links to them all in the show notes for you. The resources are blog articles, so there are some blog articles on my website about CV writing. We also talked about CV writing in episode 13 of the podcast. And then episode 63 of HR Coffee Time, which is called How to Progress Your HR Career by Measuring Your Impact at Work, that one will really help you with figuring out how to demonstrate what a great job you've done in the past. And I even have another resource, which is an online CV writing course that I can link to as well for you. I'll make sure I have a think about creating a solo episode, especially about CV writing, if that would be helpful. So if that is something that you think would be useful for you and you'd like me to make the episode, please do let me know. You can always contact me. My email address is in the show notes and there's always a link to my LinkedIn profile on there. I love hearing from you. It's great to be connected on LinkedIn, so feel free to drop me a message. Because if I hear that you definitely want an episode about CV writing, I promise that I'll get cracking with it. But let's come back to talking about your job search. Once you have your first draft of your CV ready, it's easy to use the content in your CV to help you create or update your LinkedIn profile. I can't emphasize enough how helpful LinkedIn can be for your job search. It is the most incredible tool. I know I'm a complete LinkedIn geek, but I promise you, it is the most incredible tool that can just dramatically increase your chances of getting your ideal role. A lot of people don't realize how much you can actually do with LinkedIn. And the reason I'm such a big fan of it for job seekers is because by having a great profile and posting on LinkedIn, you can start to draw opportunities towards you instead of having to go out to find the opportunities. So instead of just using LinkedIn to search for jobs and apply for jobs, you can hugely increase your chances of being contacted by recruiters about your perfect job and then those recruiters asking you to apply for a job instead of the other way round. In fact, I ran a webinar for presenters about this recently, which you can re-watch for free on YouTube if you'd like to dive into LinkedIn in more detail. I've also talked about LinkedIn on the podcast before in episode 31, which is called Three Little Known LinkedIn Features, which will help you get your next job. And I also have a LinkedIn course, which I made specifically to help with getting a new role. If LinkedIn is something you don't feel overly confident with and you want to learn more about it, I'll pop links to all of those different resources in the show notes for you so you can dive into it in a bit more detail. Then my next piece of advice is the most important thing I can possibly share. If there is anything that you take away from today, please make it be this. It is by far the best way of getting your next role, but it's the one that people can feel a bit anxious about and put off doing. And the advice is to ask your network for help. Now, 
I can already sense you wincing at this and thinking, no, Faye, that sounds awful. I don't want to have to speak to people in my network and ask them for a job. How embarrassing. Oh, it's just cringy. Don't make me do it. <laughs> so let's back up for a minute. I'm not suggesting you start asking everyone you know to find you a job. I promise that's not what I mean at all. Let me explain what I do mean. Your main network is made up of everyone you know, people you went to school with, your family, your neighbours, if you have a hobby or you play a sport regularly, the other people you know through that. If you're religious and you're part of a religious community, you have a ready-made network there too. Your network is also made up of people you've worked with, whether that's recently or a really long time ago, it doesn't matter, they're still in your network. And what's wonderful about your main network is that all of these people know you, they know what a great person you are, even if they don't know you well, they'll have a good feel for who you are and they trust you. If they've worked with you, they'll know what a brilliant job you do and just how much you can bring to the workplace. What's powerful about your main network is everyone else all of these people know and the opportunities that they're aware of. So your next door neighbour's sister might be the chief people officer of a company that are looking to expand their people team. Or the person you sat next to in church last week might be married to a brilliant recruiter who specialises in HR and people roles. Or one of your former colleagues might be about to leave their current job and would love to be able to put you forward as a suggestion for their replacement. Or someone you met at a local CIPD branch event might have moved jobs recently and has some great tips and contacts they can share with you to help find your next position. The problem is that you won't know any of this if you don't let them know that you're looking for a new job. So when I say ask your network for help, all I'm suggesting is that you let them know you're looking for a new role, you fill them in on the sort of thing you're ideally looking for, and then you ask them this one absolutely crucial question, which is, who do you think I should speak to next? There, that's not so terrifying, is it? That's not the same as saying, please, can you get me a job? <laughs> Who do you think I should speak to next is the most impactful question you can possibly ask. You're making it easy for them to help you when you ask them this. Because the thing is that most people are nice. Most of us want to be able to help people we know. <laughs> Think of yourself. If one of your family members or your friends or an ex-colleague came to you to ask for help, you wouldn't mind. You wouldn't think, oh, how cringy or weird that this person is asking me for help. In fact, you might even be flattered and you'd want to help them. The problem often is that you might not know how to help them. But if they ask you the simple question, who do you think I should speak to next? it's easy for you to help them. It will unlock an idea you probably didn't even know you had. You'll be able to recommend them to someone else in your network that you know might be useful for them to talk to or might be able to help them in some way. Your network gives you access to one of the most valuable things out there, the hidden jobs market. 
no one seems to be able to pin down exactly how many jobs are never advertised online and instead are just filled by word of mouth or recruiters. There are different statistics, they all vary, but they say that the hidden jobs market accounts for between 50% and 75% of all jobs. But it's safe to say, although all the statistics vary and no one seems to be able to agree on exactly how many jobs there are in the hidden jobs market, it is safe to say, whatever the true statistics are, it's a huge number of jobs. So going back to our example earlier, if you let your next door neighbour know you're looking for a new role and the kind of role that you want to have, and you follow this up with, who else do you think I should talk to? Or who do you think I should speak to next? They would be able to reply with, do you know what? My sister is a chief people officer. Let me ask her if she'd be happy to have a chat with you. I'm sure she mentioned that she had some openings on her team. Or the person you sat next to in church will be able to say, did you know that my wife is a recruiter? Why don't you have a chat with her and see if she's able to help? Your former colleague will be delighted you're helping them to help you. They've probably been feeling guilty about leaving their company because they feel like they're letting their boss down who they really like and respect. So they offer to introduce you to their boss and that makes them feel better straight away because they are able to help find their own replacement, saving the company time, saving the company money in recruitment fees, and you are able to skip past the whole normal recruitment process because their boss is impressed when they meet you and they have faith in you because your ex-colleague has vouched for you and recommended you. Because having someone in your network put you forward for a role or make an introduction for you is usually so much more effective than applying for a role cold. And I know I've already said how great LinkedIn is, but I will say it again at this point. It's a brilliant tool for tracking down people you might not have spoken to in a while or who you've lost touch with, or just to build up your network online. So you can use this as part of your process of reaching out to your network for help. But if you're still feeling a little bit nervous about reaching out to your network, I've covered networking on the podcast lots of times before, and you might find it helpful just to listen to those episodes. They are episode 11, Networking, the three most important networks for your career, episode 15, How Networking Can Help Your Career, and episode 16, How to Become More Confident About Networking. And of course, I will put links to all of them in the show notes for you. Right, let's move on to my next piece of advice. So you have your CV and LinkedIn profile ready. You've asked your network for help. The next step is to start making contact with recruiters who specialize in HR and people roles or who you've seen advertising interesting roles in the sector you want to work in. By far, the best way of getting your next job is through your network. I know I've already made that clear, but the second most useful way is through a good recruiter. I've seen lots of people get their job search completely the wrong way round. They go straight to job boards or applying for jobs through company websites when they can see the company's advertising an interesting role. By job boards, I mean websites that exist to advertise job vacancies. You'll be familiar with the famous ones like Read, Monster and Total Jobs. And of course, and of course there are more specialised ones like People Management Jobs. 
The internet has brought us many wonderful things, including job boards, that make it handy to find and apply for jobs. I still remember finding my first job after university by looking at jobs in a newspaper. I can visualise myself sitting at my mum's kitchen table with the newspaper in front of me and circling jobs that looked interesting. It feels like a parallel universe to where we are now, 24 years later. But there are a few big drawbacks to using job boards. Firstly, they make it too easy to apply. If you've ever had to do any recruitment as part of your HR or people career, you'll know exactly what I'm talking about. You end up being overwhelmed by receiving hundreds of applications and CVs for a vacancy you've advertised, either on a job board or through your company website. So that is the big benefit of going to a recruiter if you're a job seeker. If a company has engaged a recruiter to fill their people vacancy, then they trust that recruiter to only put a handful of people forward for the role. They know that the recruiter will have vetted those people to be sure they're a good fit. So if a recruiter puts you forward for a role, you know you have a strong chance of being offered an interview because you're one of only a few people being put forward instead of being one in hundreds from applying through a job board. The other big advantage of going to a recruiter is that they give you access to jobs that aren't being publicly advertised. Although you'll have seen lots of recruiters advertising roles online, they certainly don't advertise all of them. They often know that they have enough job seekers registered on their own database who they can approach about the role, or they prefer to find the perfect person themselves through asking their own network or searching on LinkedIn. Now, that brings us last but not least to the job boards and applying for roles that you've seen advertised on organisations' websites. This is the third method to turn to when it comes to effectiveness for finding your next role. I've put them all in order of effectiveness. So your network is the most effective, recruiters are the next effective, and then job boards are your next option. They are the next effective option to go for. You can definitely get your next job this way. In fact, I got my last job this way, but it can take longer and it can feel really discouraging because you're more likely to experience knockbacks along the way. But the good news is there are things that you can do to hugely increase your chances of success if you are going to apply for roles this way. If we take a step back again for a minute and think back to whenever you've done any recruitment yourself as part of your HR or people role, what's frustrating about receiving hundreds of applications when you advertise a vacancy online is that while you're spending hours sifting through all the applications, you notice that most of them aren't very good because it's too easy for job seekers to see a job and think, I'm not 100% sure that's right for me, but I'll give it a go because all I have to do is click apply and submit my CV. So if you're looking for a new job, please don't be tempted to just click apply and then hit submit your CV. Make sure you're taking the time to tailor your application. That means as a minimum, tweaking your CV so that it's a great match for the role. Otherwise, there's a really strong chance your application is going to end up in the reject pile and you are no closer to getting your dream job. If you put 
a recruitment head-on for a minute, if you have ever had to do recruitment before, you'll remember how much you want to find a CV from someone who looks like the perfect fit for the role because of their skills and experience, but also because they seem genuinely passionate about coming to work for the organisation you work for, and because they're genuinely interested in the role. As a job seeker, you can't convey this properly if you're just hitting click apply. You can only get this message across if you spend some time tailoring your CV and tailoring your application for the role. So I'm not saying never use job boards and never apply for roles this way. I'm just saying make sure you take your time with these applications to increase your chances of standing out. Do your research. See if you can find someone who works at the company and find out what it's really like to work there. Another thing you can ask your network for help with, you can ask your network if they know anyone who works at the organisation, or you can have a little look at LinkedIn and see if through your network you're connected to anyone who works there. Give the internal recruiter or talent acquisition team member who's advertised the role, give them a call and ask them if they can talk through exactly what they're looking for because job adverts or job descriptions can often be a bit generic or hastily thrown out into the world. By talking to someone, you're much more likely to pin down exactly what it is they're looking for, so you can tailor your application and come across as the best possible match. They might be shocked when you call them, but I promise it should be shocked in a good way because so few people bother to phone to talk about a role. They're too busy clicking the apply now button and uploading a generic CV. When I had responsibility for internal recruitment in my last job, I always remember if I ever heard from someone who phoned up to ask me about one of the roles. And I'd always pay special attention to their application because that phone call was a big sign to me that they were genuinely interested in the position and they were doing the work to try and stand out and make as good an application as possible. I was always impressed if they'd taken the initiative to learn more about the role. So why not give it a try and see how you get on? That brings us to the end of the episode. I hope it's given you a boost of confidence to tackle your job search head on. Remember, you have the skills, the experience and the passion to land your next great opportunity. I know I've covered a lot, so here's a quick reminder of the key points. Firstly, get your CV and LinkedIn profile ready. Secondly, ask your network for help. Then, register with recruiters and of course, your final option is to apply for jobs directly online. Good luck with the job search. I hope you find the perfect role very soon. And if you have any questions about your career, feel free to ask me and I'll be able to send you any relevant podcast episodes and other free resources I have. If I don't have anything that's quite the right fit, I'll even see if I can make something to help in the future. And I would love to help as many HR and people professionals as possible with this free weekly show. So if you found the podcast helpful, can I ask you for a small favour? Please can you leave a rating and review for HR Coffee Time on Apple Podcasts or Spotify? Because this is a really big help in encouraging them to suggest the podcast to listeners who haven't come across it before. Thank you so much. And please do let me know if you do rate and review the show so I can say thank you. 
Have a great week and I look forward to being back again next Friday with the next episode.